I've had a front row seat to this whole school milk challenge with my own kids. My boys, once they get off the school bus, they're over at the farm and they're helping to milk cows each evening. But to be honest, they won't buy the milk in schools because it's literally not palatable compared to the whole milk that we have at home. They'll choose to buy bottled water. And I think that in itself says a lot. The fact that, you know, kids that understand the importance of dairy in their diets are choosing to uh, purchase bottled water instead because the milk that they serve in the schools is, they call it nothing more than chalky colored water. And if my kids have this mentality about it, um, what does that mean for kids that don't have the dairy farm experience in their lives? By the way, did you know about whole milk in schools? Welcome back to By the Way, Did You Know? And this week we're talking about a topic we've talked about before, but it's something I think is really important when we talk about Pennsylvania agriculture, and it's Pennsylvania milk. And, and with me today I have a dairy farmer, Matt Espenshade from Evergreen Valley Farm, here to talk about another bill that we passed a couple weeks ago that I think is really important to our families and to our kids and our schools, and, and what better way to hear from than a dairy farmer himself. So, Matt, thanks for being here. Hey, glad to be here. Appreciate it. So, Matt, tell me a little bit about your farm and your family and, and, and what you do for a living. Sure. We have a dairy farm in Elizabethtown, and that's in the northwest corner of Lancaster County. I'm a seventh-generation uh, dairy farmer. The farm has been a part of our family uh, since 1867, so well over 150 years. We milk 70 cows, which is about average size for Pennsylvania. That may sound like a lot, but uh, on the family farm, my father and I have uh, no hired labor outside of the family to help with the day-to-day activities. So it's uh, truly a family farm. My wife and I have two sons, ages 16 and 13. So tell us a little bit about dairy farming. It's it's, it's really easy work, right? <laughs> I have yet to find anyone that says dairy farming is easy. <laughs> right. But, uh, but it, it's, it's a great way of life. You never know what to expect on a daily basis. We, yes, we milk the cows every day, but there's a seasonality to the work. Like in the spring, we'll be planting crops, and then in the summertime is the harvest and uh, maintaining our, our plants and crops. And uh, during the winter is a time for repairs on equipment, and so there's something new every day. Yeah, you know, I come from orchard country, and I always, you know, I know, you know, fruit farmers are, are, are some of the hardest workers, but I, I, I always, I always go back to dairy farmers. I, I don't think there's a tougher farmer that, than a dairy farmer, given the, 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 the routines that you guys have to go through every day with milking, and, and on top of being able to feed and feed the cows and everything that goes along with that. So my hats off to you and your family for what you do. A typical work day is about 14 hours long, so there's uh, always something to be done. And, of course, taking care of the cows is the uh, number one priority. Uh, they get taken uh, care before the, we deal with uh, taking care of ourselves. <laughs> well, well, God bless you for that. So, obviously, the dairy industry is something that we have all heard is, is taking a hit over the last couple years. And, and, and there's been a lot of efforts to fix the dairy industry and to try to help, uh, you know, make it more profitable and, and stop losing dairy farms, because I know that's been something that folks have been struggling with, and I, I, and I think your industry's been struggling there, right? It has been. It's been very tough. Um, every generation kind of thinks, you know, well, we'll just hold on and, we'll, you know, things will get better. But it, you know, years go by, decades go by, and it's really challenging to find uh, bright spots in the dairy industry as time goes on. 
as, as part of trying to help the dairy industry, uh, and one of the challenges I think that was implemented a number of years ago by the uh, President Obama's administration was taking whole, whole milk out of schools, which I know when I was a kid, you know, milk was a staple. It was something that we got for lunch every day. I, you know, whether it's chocolate milk or whole milk, you got good milk every day at school. Now, you know, uh, schools are forced to uh, provide skim milk or, or, you know, really a, 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 you know, a reduced fat type of milk, which, again, when we're talking about milk here, and I'll let you kind of go into this as well, but we're only talking about something that's 2% less than, than whole milk, which is 3% milk. It's not, it, it's still, it's still fat content that isn't, you know, making kids obese. And that was unfortunately why I think uh, there was this effort to, to get whole milk out of schools, which now I think we're seeing the consequences of that. I know uh, when I talk to kids, they'd rather get juice than get the skim milk, and that's kind of counterproductive. So wh- what do you say about that? Well, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know as well as I do that for generations, milk has been touted for its nutritional value. I mean, it's always been known as an excellent source of calcium and protein and other essential nutrients. and. It's all natural, and on top of that, it's 97% fat-free, so it's often considered nature's most perfect food. But when the uh, federal nutritional guidelines were revamped during the Obama administration, um, instead of this being celebrated, it was actually banned, and schools were now limited to the choice of either non-fat or 1% milk. And to tell the truth, it left a lot of dairy farmers scratching their heads as to why this happened. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate and not really looking at the big picture here, what's what's causing child obesity. Obesity has not gone down despite the fact that there's, you know, they've in, instituted these new nutritional plans in schools. Obesity has still not gone down. So clearly milk wasn't the problem. No. Uh, I think there's some other, you know, obviously there's some other things out there that we could address that. So flash forwarding now to, to 2022, and the reason I have you on is we're talking about uh, Representative John Lawrence's bill, which was House Bill... 2397, which uh, basically puts whole milk back into into PA schools. And this bill, just so folks understand, is that the federal regulations are still there. The, 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 federal, yes. the feds have not changed their plan. However, under federal law or state law or however you want to mix it together, if we use PA cows for PA milk and PA schools, then we can sell whole milk in schools and, 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 and as long as schools are buying it from PA farmers. So I think this is a win-win for everybody. One, it props up our PA dairy industry and two, it gets whole milk back into our PA schools. So, you know, talking about this bill, Matt, how does this bill help your industry? Uh, it's something that we've, you know, talked amongst ourselves about for a long, long time and didn't think that anything was ever going to be happening with it. But the fact that this was brought forth um, in the state legislature and passed overwhelmingly, uh, it really has uh, has given us a a sense of hope for the first time in a long time here in the Pennsylvania dairy industry. It's uh, something that uh, we've been working for for a long time, and for action to be finally taken on it, well, it's, it's just fantastic. Yeah, and, and look, this is what we need to do to help our dairy industry is, is just common sense things like this. This passed 196 to 2, so there was two folks that, for, for whatever reason, doesn't don't think milk's important to be in, or whole milk's important in schools. But the vast majority, this is a overwhelmingly bipartisan effort uh, by the by uh, you know Republicans and Democrats here to support our dairy industry. Yeah, it's a real concern amongst dairy farmers because we're looking at the future now, and we have. We're concerned because 
ever since these changes have been made, we've seen dramatic reduction in the amount of milk that's bought in schools. And our concern is that we've literally lost an entire generation of milk drinkers by limiting their options to this low-fat products. They're just basically not that appealing to children. Um, and if you have a bad experience as a child, that experience sticks with you. And if we're not giving children a positive experience now, what's going to happen once you know they're purchasing groceries you know, years down the road for their family? Or they're not going to spend money on milk. They'll try to find something else. Yeah, and that's an interesting point that I really never thought about. If you're not exposed to things as a child, then it's not something you, it's not a go-to. So trying to figure out how to get kids drinking milk early then makes them milk drinkers later. And um, <clears throat> I know some, when, it, when I talk with folks, uh, one of the things, you know, obviously with we got all these almonds and nuts and all these other, but that's not, that's a milk. And sure, people can like drinking that, but, you know, we need to drink whole milk. It's, you know, for its nutritional value as well. Right. I'm, I'm sure it's not a coincidence that ever since these uh, mandates have been implemented uh, to reduce the options for uh, dairy-based milk, that we've seen this unbelievable rise in the amount of plant-based milk substitutes that have come on the market. People are just trying to find that option now uh, for something that tastes good now that they, since uh, they didn't have that experience with whole milk in schools like they uh, should have. I think this bill is unique also that in that it gives protections to the school districts that decide that they want to go this route and, and, and bring whole milk back into their school and realize that they may be taking a little bit of a risk and going against federal regulations, but it requires the attorney general to step in if they're sued by the federal government for not implementing or if there's any issues uh, dealing with not uh, providing uh, less than whole milk in, in the classroom, which I think is a pretty clever way to protect school districts and have our attorney general step in and, and defend our dairy farmers. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you totally. And it's it should be mentioned also that work is being done on the federal level to change the regulations in these national school lunch program. I, we can look to the work of uh, uh, Representative G.T. Thompson here from Pennsylvania and the work that he's been doing uh, in uh, issuing a bill that's going to uh, work to make changes to bring whole milk options back to the schools. And I believe right now his bill has approximately 93 co-sponsors. But things kind of move slowly through Washington. And so this is kind of a stopgap measure that would help uh, Pennsylvania dairy farmers and Pennsylvania children um, until that changes are made. Yeah, I know Representative Thompson has definitely been, he's been a leader in this and is the, the, the ranking member on the Agricultural Committee. And I'm sure he'll ch continue to champion uh, this issue in Washington so that the rest of the nation is, is, is bringing back whole milk into the classroom. Well, well, thanks, Matt, for being here. I appreciate your perspective and, and speaking from the perspective of a dairy farmer, and, and we'll keep working on this legislation and advocating here in Harrisburg. Well, hey, we appreciate the work that you've done on this and being one of the co-sponsors of this bill, and uh, we look forward to more good things coming uh, in the future. This has been, by the way, Did You Know? Tune in for all of my podcasts at repecker.com slash my podcasts.